The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 240 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving. Our topic today is family caregivers sharing the burden. You know, so many illnesses involve burdens for family caregivers and families, as well as the family members with the illnesses. When the illness is serious, persistent, or incurable, the burden for the family caregiver, the family, and the family member with the illness may be very heavy indeed. And when the illness is associated with risky behavior, such as substance abuse, addiction, or even threats of violence, the burden for the family caregiver, the family, and the family member with the illness may be so, become so heavy that the family caregiver, the family, and the family member all need care. And sometimes the burden becomes so heavy that the family caregiver and the family member both need the same type of care, which is why our topic today, family caregivers sharing the burden, is so important. Now, to discuss it, our guests are Scott and Julia Duncan. Scott and Julia founded their fellowship, Sharing the Burden, which operates a 12-step program for all members of troubled families. Their own experience taught them that even when only one family member exhibits symptoms, everyone, everyone in the family is affected and needs support. Now, in June, on June the 8th, 2012, they lost their son, Sean, to death from an accidental overdose of fentanyl, a pain-relieving medication related to morphine, but much more powerful. Sean, with his 20-year history of addiction, and Scott, his father, our guest, both participated in 12-step recovery for almost all the 20 years. Scott and Julia, our guests, recognized that without the 12-step recovery, they would not have achieved the years of intimacy from which they all had benefited during Sean's life. And Scott thanks God that Sean led him, his dad, to 12-step recovery. And says Scott, traveling as a team, the pain of Sean's addiction and my co-addiction has been the highlight of my life. He says, and then he adds, that the future of our fellowship will be Sean's legacy. So, welcome to the show, Scott and Julia. 
Thank Thanks you. so much, Gordon. Great to be here. Great. Now, Julia, I'm going to start with you first, please. Please tell us more about your life as a family caregiver for a family member troubled by addiction. Julia? Thanks, Gordon. Uh, I'd like to start off by saying I'm a third-generation caregiver. Taking care of others is in my genes. I married at the age of 24, and that's when I first became a family caregiver for a loved one troubled by an addiction. You know something funny, though? It was the family who became troubled. It never seemed to bother him. Due to his unaddressed addiction, my husband was physically, mentally, and emotionally absent much of the time. He was absent from our home, from our marriage, our intimacy. His illness pretty much stole him away from me. Sadly, when we had children, he was absent from their lives, absent from his father role. I I found myself overworked, lonely, resentful, tired, overcompensating for my partner who was unable to balance his life in a healthy way. You know, I longed for the day that he would be there beside me pulling the load of all of the family members and I worked long hours each day taking care of all aspects of our life. Now I know I was enabling his illness big time. Why would he change? I did everything. I was the bill payer, the house cleaner, the chef, head of kitchen management, home maintenance, social director, vacation coordinator. You know, I struggle myself with being a perfectionist, and I was out there with the challenge, can I be the super mom since I was doing the job of two parents? Um, You know, and you can see how his disease was affecting all of the family members. Right. Now, now I've realized um, my over-responsible nature, my desire to fix and control, which I hate to admit, my need to be perfect kept me in denial of our family illness. Um, it was actually much the same as the uh, childhood that I grew up in with a father who was absent, He, a father that I say is a workaholic. You know, inside, I actually ached with loneliness felt unloved and used, worried, worried constantly if my husband would make it home alive. And one huge thing, I hated the fact that we looked and sounded like the perfect family, but I knew inside our home his disease was affecting all of us. Um, I, I just found one uh, picture in my head that I wanted to share, and a, a picture my nine-year-old daughter drew for a psychologist when our family situation was really bad pretty much told our story. It was a family portrait of me, her, her sister, our dog and cat. And and then she explained, well, dad was at work or away on a trip. Now, so it was just a a sick place and we didn't even really know it it was sick. Now, I'm going to stop you there, Julie, because we're going to come back to these these crucial points you've been making. I want to ask Scott to tell us more about your life as a family caregiver for a troubled family member whose life was lost, who died because of an accidental overdose of a medication. Scott? Sure. Uh, one thing, a little point of clarification. Uh, Julia and I have been married for uh, four years, just so that uh, your listening audience uh, does uh, not just come up with the idea that uh, I was that fellow. Who, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> who, who uh, had uh, this uh, addiction, whichever one uh, Julie happens to refer to. Just a point of clarification. Very uh, helpful. Um, <laughs> Thank you. No, Carry on. Sure. Um, Sean, my boy, uh, who, is, as you mentioned, died at 35 on uh, June the 8th of 2012. Uh, Sean was troubled from... Almost from the get-go, um, as early as 12, he uh, in, a, in a private school that he wanted to go to, he uh, he overdosed on a uh, a drug that uh, somebody had given him to relax him. Uh, anyway, his life was like that, and it went on and on and on and on. And we did absolutely everything imaginable, uh, and I took the lead in in this rescuing, saving. Uh, I want to tell you how I, I went from uh, rescue, save, introduce, demonstrate, uh, to uh, letting go and letting God, really. Um, luckily, at about uh, 15, I guess, Sean entered one of his uh, more serious uh, programs, uh, treatment programs, and uh, and there was a family day in that program that introduced family members who were interested uh, to the same kind of program they were trying to get these uh, addicts, alcoholics, and uh, troubled people on, and it was the 12-step program. Uh, I immediately saw that uh, this could help me, and I, and I got involved. And from the moment, although Sean had an on-and-off uh, life of recovery for those 20 years, I knew that there was much not only to learn about him, but to recover from in my own life. Uh, I learned very quickly that uh, when one member of a family is ill, the family is ill, and uh, right. and it was huge. And the, the beauty was that we, for the first time in our lives, started talking feelings. We were able to talk in a language that had common ground, that had a common framework. Um, the intimacy and the transparency that uh, Sean was able to experience in his own meetings and I was able to experience in mine when we were able to get together and share as father and son, but also as a, as an ill family just trying to get better. The intimacy and the uh, the times were just unbelievable. Now, now his death, I mean, there's, there's no words to describe the loss of a, a one and only son, a, a child of any kind. Uh, his death stopped time, and, uh, and and I believe God gave me a moment uh, outside of time to prepare me for the start up of, of what was to come. Uh, share the journey, uh, highlight uh, highlight the invaluable nature of of this framework that allowed you and your son, even in such terrible times and in such a rough sort of lifestyle, to come so close and to to literally. Uh, share an intimacy that I believe most fathers and sons never come near and near having. Uh, and again, it, it, the family, the community, the group, uh, the, there's a whole bunch of components that make these make up a family, make up a community, make up a, a group, and every part suffers. I mean, it's it's well known, and then we have to look at the at the whole family, and if we can get more than one member in, in a common sort of program, such as 12 Steps, such as Sharing the Burden, uh, the, the returns are incalculable. And so the sharing of the burden that you've described is a very profound um, experience. That is to say, it's, not, it's much more than sharing work, much more than sharing um, 
looking after people's meals. It goes really deep into lives to the point of spirituality. Now, we have come to the end of this particular segment, but we're going to be exploring all of those things when we come back. So I'm going to take the short break. What I often say is this is the time where we have to pay the rent, so we'll do that now, and then we'll come back and talk more. So this is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Scott and Julia Duncan. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP. 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power River. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd? Being a leader and creating a new reality, even if others don't follow, you can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Everyone is eligible for RX Savings Plus. There's no age or income restrictions and no paperwork. Simply print a card and start saving on your prescriptions. Start saving today. Enroll and print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96 you are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Scott and Julia Duncan. Our topic is family caregivers sharing the burden. Now, I want both of you, please, to talk about the people whom you work with in your fellowship, sharing the burden, and the challenges they experience. So, Scott, please tell us about the people, the type of people you work with, and the type of challenges that they experience, perhaps, that bring them to you. Scott? Yes, sure. Um, I think the, the, common, the common theme with absolutely everyone who comes to sharing the burden is a, uh, that's actually twofold. A sense of insecurity, uh, seemingly life is out of control. Um, if this can involve addiction or co-addiction, um, various different types of illness and mental illness, uh, 
uh, a buzzword used often today, emotional dysregulation. Uh, generally speaking, the, the people are full of anxiety when they first come to us. Uh, depression is another, uh, another challenge. Um, just poor functioning. And people are to the point where life is just not working. And then even if they're not um, hit with uh, clinical-type depression, being able to carry on life in any sort of functional way just doesn't seem to happen. Uh, there's uh, career problems, marriage problems. Um, regardless the the original problem, these things take place and seem to manifest themselves almost right across the board. Uh, focus problems, uh, whether people had uh, attention deficit disorder when they first encountered the problem, whether it be addiction or, or uh, addiction of a family member, a financial problem, whatever. Uh, it's kind of like it's when people get to the point where I've tried everything and then they come to us with these challenges. Um, I guess the, the, there can be uh, greater challenges, but I think the greatest challenge uh, that I see uh, runs into the addiction and co-addiction areas. Uh, the simple reason, uh, addiction in terms of percentage who really make it long-term is, is pretty small. So there's, there's forever that worry of relapse. Is this going to happen again? And, and that worry is uh, not only for the uh, addict or the sick person, but also for every member of the family. Um, right. Now, I'm going to ask um, Julia now to talk to us about the more about the kind of challenges for the family members that you've mentioned, um, arising from the, the types of challenges that come from addictions that you've been talking about. In other words, there are other things, but I think addictions becomes a focus. So, Julia, tell us about those challenges. Julia? The challenges that come from addictions, um, well, we... Uh, have among us angry people, um, tired and exhausted people, people seeking answers, um, solutions for their troubled families, troubled marriages, uh, troubled parenting uh, jobs, their relationships with their teenagers or their younger kids and, and um, um, young adults living in their home. Uh, we have um, com confused people seeking something higher to, to, to guide them. Um, we, have, uh, we have people that are isolated in community and uh, just need a friend. Um, we have people that have broken hearts, um, suffered divorce, um, had to lock their abusive husbands out of the home and are are, you know, heading towards separation. We have um, people that, that need to um, speak out and finally share the secrets in their home um, and not be judged and criticized. Uh, hurting people, um, empty spiritually. Um, people that, that, that really thrive on um, being accepted and loved unconditionally. Um, I find just sitting at our table over and over again the comments of um, 
every time I come here, I feel better when I leave. And you guys um, are amazing, just to the smiles and the warmth that that we all share and validating uh, people that thought they were alone with their problem, that it only happened to me and no one else can understand. Uh, between Scott and I, there, there probably isn't a, a situation that we can't nod our head and go, yeah, wow, I know what you mean. And personally, I always, I thought that I was alone with this, that nobody would understand. And it always amazes me how so many strangers can come together and have so many things in common. And um, just the, the hope that that is there when we hear the hardships and the crisis that that each of us have lived through and know that we're survivors and there, yeah. there is a God up there and there's hope. Julia, we're going to come back to that, what you just said, because that's a profoundly important question that I'm going to ask you later on. Now, I want to ask Scott, you mentioned challenges and challenging challenges. What in your experiences are the most challenging of the challenges experienced by the individuals who come to your fellowship? I would have to uh, start again with uh, addiction. Um, And I think the greatest challenge with dealing with addiction is understanding the disease aspect, that uh, this is not something anybody just took on as a a choice. we over and over and over again, especially for the the families of the uh, of the addicted person, and to accept that uh, this man or this woman didn't just make a bad choice uh, is, is so hard to get past. Um, and again, as I said earlier, in terms of percentages, not that many really get long term sobriety. Uh, you know, with the spiritual intervention, really, and I think that's, again, where our program comes in and makes a difference. So, so another challenge is, is making a commitment to the program. I mean, a new way of life takes a lot of work, and, it's, uh, and it requires uh, spontaneity and discipline. And uh, one of the things that, that I always tell newer people is, um, you know, if you come here for an hour a week, you're definitely going to get some help. We're going to love you. We're going to pray with you. We're going to... Uh, teach you all the steps, and we're going to share with you our experience, strength, and hope as we went along the along through each of them. But uh, it took you uh, 24-7, 365 days a year for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, however old you are, to uh, get to be exactly who you are today. And um, I'll tell you, to, to change behaviors, uh, that in mind, uh, requires a spiritual dimension once again. So, number one, accept the uh, disease aspect and uh, go at it one day at a time and uh, become a prayer warrior. To be be absolutely honest, uh, uh, in your program, uh, we have a thing called the four absolutes in the 12-step system, and, and we determine that if these four absolutes are criterion by which you might make a decision to do something, to not do something, to undertake something. Uh, if these are met, uh, you're probably in good framework, and I would say even in uh, in a framework that uh, God would be proud of, and they are. Uh, is this decision honest? Is it yeah. pure? Is it loving? And is it unselfish? If you can meet those criterion, move on it. If there's any sense of peace whatsoever, move on it. So. Hey, and again, end of the day, 
we all did our best, Sean included. Right. Now, Julia, I'm going back to you because you talked about um, a re- the reaction that surprised you and that surprises others in the sense that you have, uh, you're able to say to people, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. You've heard it before. You've been there and done that yourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to answer, answer the question of that question of what you hear from the families and the family caregivers, those, those challenges that you've experienced and heard about before. Please tell us about those, family caregivers and families. Okay, and challenges. Yeah, life is a challenge. Uh, that's one thing that just brings peace to me now because I, I, I thought oh, it was bad luck, but uh, you know what, it's called life. Um, I hear a lot about the challenges of the families and the family caregivers, and I can relate. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is we're overworked and underpaid. Um, there's too much to do and not enough time to do it. We face emotional and physical burnout. Um, there's little or no respite to help. Who do you leave your uh, loved one with? I mean, I'm the one that does it all. Nobody else can fill my shoes. That's that's my thinking, and and others in that in that job. Day we have day after day responsibilities. We're concerned if something happens to us, we'll take our place. Uh, medications, more medications, medication changes. Medications are expensive. How will we afford them? Um, what resources are out there? How do we find help? We know we need help. What's out there? Where do we find it? Who else has been among us uh, with experience in that type of thing? Some of us in the role of caregiver have been blamed for the illness. Me personally, that's something that, that really affected my life. I carried guilt and shame and became sick myself until I worked the program. And, and in, through the 12-step program, I've learned I didn't cause it, I can't cure it, and I sure can't control it. And, and I'm on my way to getting out of my sickness just with realizing those three things. A lot of families live in isolation from the community, shunned by their extended families and neighbors. I've experienced that. Some families live with challenges of job loss, financial hardship, bankruptcy, incarceration of a family member. Some caregivers struggle with showing dignity and respect to the sick person. We're frustrated. We can't take anymore. They're just a, they're just the stick that broke the camel's back, you know, and it, it's often something that they say, they show their anger and because they don't feel good. And... That's a really hard thing, just to love them and accept them unconditionally and give them dignity and respect. They don't find it in the general public, but at least at home we could give them dignity and respect and unconditional love. Again, it just amazes me that, that we have so many things in common, and, you know, together we can face our challenges and share our... Uh, the things that worked, the things that didn't work, um, and move forward and smile and laugh and and um, oh my gosh, it's it's quite something to share our burdens and help each other and and show God's love to everybody, yeah. the sick and whoever it is. 
Julia, I'm going to stop you there only because we we at the end said so we have to take the break of this for this particular segment. But mm-hmm. what you've just been saying is a powerful description of what the sharing is about. That sense of the community that you've created yeah. are based on understanding shared experience and sympathy. Yeah. Um, I wish I had time to say more about what you just said because it was so powerful. Thanks. But it's time. It's time for the break. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Scott and Julia Duncan. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power River. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Want the inside scoop about what's going on in the social networks of art and entertainment? Tune in to Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. We'll talk to the top professionals in the entertainment industry and find out what they're working on and what's next. Your host is James Barber, who has his finger on the pulse of the arts and entertainment world. Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Scott and Julia Duncan. Our topic is family caregivers sharing the burden. So now let's talk about the ways in which your fellowship, sharing the burden, helps people overcome their challenges. You've already said quite a lot about this, but I want to go into more detail with you. And I'm going to start with you, Julia. When individuals are exhausted physically, psychologically, and spiritually, which is what you've just been talking about, how does your fellowship actually help them? Julia? Well... The first thing that comes to my mind is all who walk through the doors of sharing the burden are accepted and loved unconditionally. We're a safe place, respecting each other's anonymity. Uh, At each meeting, we introduce ourselves using first names only. We um, also are reminded weekly that gossip and dominance have no place in our lives. We do not comment on other people's sharings or question each other's opinions, thoughts, ideas. We do not judge 
criticize or intimidate our fellow members. And we, we actually have literature that we read each week that, that goes over those things. So um, when you go home and, um, well, the more you attend our meetings, it's amazing because I experienced it. These things just come to our heads automatically um, after good attendance to the group, and we call it working the program, and we actually become more respectful, um, uh, more loving, um, non-judgmental, um, keep, keep each other's um, problems and things out of other people's uh, minds and uh, start learning better um, social manners in that way. Um, you can join us for coffee and baking uh, and just listen, or you can share your thoughts and feelings on the topics of the evening. You can come early and stay late, assisting with the, the jobs of cleaning up, or people can come and relax and quietly listen and um, say pass. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to share. They don't have to read the materials that we pass around. It's up to them when they feel ready to join in, contribute more, and that's all at their own pace. Um, you know, God promises when two or more gather in his name, he's among us. And that sharing the burden opens and closes in prayer. And no matter what topics discussed or what literature is studied, I always leave the me- meeting feeling better. And I've learned that a burden shared is a lighter load. Magically, the weight's lifted from my shoulders. I, you know, it's just it's just uh, an amazing thing, and um, and and we we are. I'm honored to hear other people just uh, catch catch the magic and and it work for them too. Now, Scott, I want to pick up on Julia's word words catch the magic. That is picking up on the atmosphere, the environment, that sense of respect and nurturing. But please talk to us about families and family caregivers who are exhausted physically, psychologically and spiritually. Please tell us how you help the families and the family caregivers. Scott? Mm -hmm. Sure. I think the first way we help really is, is we're there. We're always there, and uh, as Julia mentioned, there's there's no pressure for for any sort of action that has to be taken by a member or by somebody attending. Um, we we always encourage, and I mean gently encourage expression, uh, because we know after all these years that when the expression starts, when the uh, feelings start to come out, the healing begins. Um, but when when we're with somebody who is seemingly at the end of the rope, uh, we may pray with them. We and if if they're not praying type people, and, and we welcome all types. By the way, we're not uh, a religious organization. We uh, we believe in God, and uh, whether you do or not, really is is immaterial. But we pray for people, and we pray with them if they uh, if they will allow us to. Um, as Julia mentioned uh, sharing the burdens, uh, lighten the loads, and they, and they certainly do. Um, Another thing, and I think Julie already mentioned, is uh, there's there's no advice or comment uh, on on anybody sharing. It is always a safe place to to let things out, you know, and that's key. That that just does not happen outside the uh, the rooms. Um, 
Now, we, we have extreme cases where, uh, where life may be in danger, and, of course, in those situations, we act. We, uh, we suggest professionals. I mean, if necessary, we'll, we'll call the appropriate authorities. Uh, you know, no one, uh, the, the, there are no rules when life's in danger. This is uh, something we've come to know over time. And one of the interesting points here, too, uh, Gordon, it is I believe it's 51% of people who come to 12-step type recovery eventually also go out and get uh, therapy of one kind or another. So the 12-step work and, and the work we do at Sharing the Burden puts people in a position where after they've really taken inventory of where they've been, where they are, and where they want to go, they, uh, they realize that there are many professional uh, people, professional organizations out there that can help them on their way. I'm right. always amazed at the seemingly magical way that the greatest hurt in a meeting receives the greatest spiritual healing, and that is every time. That's wonderful. Now, Julia, I want to ask you a rather specific question about individuals who have lost hope. How do, how do you, how does your fellowship help them? Julia? Well, I personally know about lost hope, Gordon, and I've been one of those people suffering with depression, chronic physical pain, burdened with financial worries, grieving the loss of my stepson. Um, and, and the burdens have become too heavy. we become too tired. And uh, I feel I know that's when hopelessness has hit me before. But, you know, as I drag myself through the doors of sharing the burden, I'm greeted by smiling, kind, loving people. Right away, I feel, and I mean, I'm, the, I'm one of the ones that, the main ones that put sharing the burden on, but, some, but, but I'm just another person sitting around the table. And occasionally, I, my energy level isn't good, and I'm a little late to our meeting. So this is, you know, me coming through the doors, and I'm greeted by these people that are there. Right away, I feel their warm, positive energy lift me up. If I need a hug, I've come to the right place. And now I've even learned to ask for one, and I never knew hugs growing up. So I say, can I have a hug? I, I am just so wiped out or, or whatever. And, and I have numerous offers. Um, as I listen to the regular program literature read around the table at every meeting, I'm reminded others have walked in my shoes. They're here today with a smile on their face. They, too, felt hopeless, but today they have enough hope to lend me some. We encourage members to stay after the meeting and share one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one about coping with their challenges of the week or of the day. Uh, we even will meet for coffee during the week one-on-one -on -one, or a small group of, of us go out for dinner or um, meet together and um, help each other in, in a small way or a big way. Um, you know, it's, we support each other and we're working a new program together. Just the fact that I'm no longer alone with my problems and challenges and worries brings me comfort. You know, um, I find peace and hope in those rooms and that replaces despair. Uh, I've learned, uh, that I need to reach out and ask for help. I never did that. I took responsibility of everything and was I can do it all type of person and that's when I, I I crumbled I took on too much and I became hopeless so I I ask for help now and sharing the burden promises to be there for me and for others 
Right. Now, Scott, it's basically it's the same question, but I'm modifying it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that the individuals with the challenges and the family caregivers and the family members all become one group. That is, they're helping each other, and there isn't such a distinction. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me whether I'm right about this. Um, between the individuals with the addiction or whatever it is and the families that are caring for them because they, of the way that Julia was just describing, that they share hope with each other regardless of what, so to speak, their position is, uh, whether they're the individual with the problem or the family caregiver. Scott, is that right, what I just said? Uh, I believe you're, you're on track there, Gordon. Yes, uh, the... Family members, in many many cases, are as sick, if not sicker, than the than the addict or the the person with the symptoms. If you want, uh, my sense has always been that um, you know uh, a family member who is sick or, or glaringly sick or, or has symptoms, whether it be addiction, mental illness, whatever, that is an indicator that the the family needs help, uh, not just the fellow who. Uh, who has the obvious problem. So we're all in the same boat, basically, and, and if we can find a common, a common formula that somehow allows us to relate as we grow out of our particular problems, and, and believe me, uh, codependency or co-addiction, if you want to use that term, uh, you know, the people who are trying to keep things together while the uh, addict, alcoholic, troubled person uh, uh, has trouble with substance and so on, uh, this side of the illness is every bit as devastating uh, as the actual addiction. So, so yeah, we're on the same the same path. And uh, and, and when it seems hopeless, uh, we need to remember the family needs help, not just this guy. You know. So, and in some cases, of course, we may have to recommend uh, again professionals, other help, whether it be uh, of a clerical or. A, clerical nature, uh, specialists in whatever form. So, And then we'll, when people are in crisis, we'll stay close to them. I mean, we'll just make sure we're, we're there, we're around. Uh, we're not, not in their face, but we're, we're there for them. So, Yeah. Very clear and a very strong message from both of you. Very strong interpretation of how the people there, regardless of why they're there, um, support each other, um, hold out their arms to each other, and look to each other for support and also encouragement. Now, at that point, we have to take the break once more. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Scott and Julia Duncan. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power of Please stay with us. We will be back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. 
whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Scott and Julia Duncan. Our topic is Family Caregivers Sharing the Burden. Now, I want both of you, please, to talk about things you would like to do, more things you would like to do, and more things you would like to see done to improve ways for overcoming the challenges of the people who come to your fellowship sharing the burden. So, Julia, starting with you, what more would you like to do through your fellowship to improve ways for overcoming the challenges? Julia? Well, first of all, um, I'd like to spread the word that there is a meeting um, far and wide that that can help others and that there's hope for all of us. Um, And we can support each other in a very simple way of coming together. Um, I'd like to establish more meetings and uh, throughout the city and, and get the word out to churches, hospitals, medical centers, schools. Uh, we've thought of large corporations with, um, you know, people that work nonstop. Um, maybe there could be a meeting in the lunchroom um, during the day for them. Spread the word through wellness centers and family support centers. Um, I I personally love it when our group hosts speaker events, and if we did that more often, we'll put it in the paper and um, invite people to come and listen to how God has worked in our lives, um, how it used to be very hard and 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 difficult for our families and and. Uh, how blessed we are today, that type of thing, and open people's eyes up to the awareness just that there is there is hope and there is help. Um, another thing I'd like to see our group establish is sharing the burden resource center. Um, I'm the type of person that I've, through all my experiences, I've gathered um, names and phone numbers, and um, I've taken different uh, workshops um, of mental illness and um, learned um, a lot of different things, and I have these resources myself, but I know I never used to know where to find anything and where to go to learn um, other things than just sharing our problems, but it, it helps to learn everything you can about the illness 
that a member of your family has. That's the very right. first beginning thing. So where where can people go to find that? And, you know, when they come to our group and we could have uh, a list of the website or there physically of, of um, literature and things, that it's right there. And they go, oh, my gosh, look at this. I can find help <laughs> here and there. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to do more things like that. Right, Scott, what more would you like to see done in society generally to improve the ways for overcoming the challenges of the types you've both been talking about? Scott? First of all, I'd like to see something done with the education system. I'd like to see feelings, um, well, experienced and expressed, uh, but I'd like to see the youth in a, in a situation where their feelings were encouragement of feelings being expressed was happening. Could this be drawn out in school? I, I would I would love to see uh, a mini 12-step version of um, sharing the burden or just the 12-step philosophy put in schools. I mean, it's, we've watched so many children uh, get up and tell their story in a, in a group called Alateen, actually, which is a, a great place to start if uh, young people want to see uh, how young people can be strong and empowered and, and live through situations beyond belief. But teaching children to share by bringing young storytellers to them. Uh, these people can get up and, and say, uh, as a matter of fact, um, people of any age, I mean, I was brought up in an alcoholic home, and, uh, and I know the ongoing, ongoing fear, the feeling of uh, what's it going to be like when Dad comes in the door tonight? Uh, you know, is, is he going to kick the dog? Is he going to push Mum around? Uh, I know what it feels like to be in that situation. I can talk like that. And a 12-year-old knows exactly what I mean. These kids have to be brought to the place where they feel that they can safely share this sort of thing and, and not only find help, but be comforted in the fact that they're not alone. And uh, I think every one of these kids, until they somehow end up, and it usually takes terrible crises, but they somehow end up in a place where they hear some other young person telling a story like this, then they're free. It's hope. It's a hope that they just don't hear about. Um, Identification, uh, the, the whole 12-step phenomenon really uh, works around identification. So you know, not only do we come together and, uh, and pray and share on topics, we take people with like problems and put them together so they can express in this way. It's very important. Um, right. Now, I'm going to stop you there because, once again, the tyranny of time, because I want to ask Julia just to say very quickly what your message is for the people you help. What's your, what do you say to them? What's your message? Well, first I want to say I love you all. You're all family to me. You're my encouragers, my heroes, my support system. An important message I want you to hear is keep coming back. Finding serenity in our life will happen when we work the program. We will find love and peace and emotional sobriety as we learn to live this new way of life. Not only our lives, but the lives of those we love will be affected in a positive way. I want you all to remember to, to grow emotionally and spiritually, we need to share our experience, strength, and hope with other sufferers. We need to lean on each other when we lack courage, strength, and love. As we work through the 12 steps of sharing the burden together, we learn that life is a journey. We take it together. Progress is what's important, not perfection. Right. Gordon, I'll end with a phrase we often say, 
to keep our program, we have to give it away. Yep. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, that's a great message, and I want to just give Scott a minute to just to what, share with us his message yeah. for the people you help. Scott? <laughs> yep. Get involved. And whether for you or for a loved one, get involved. Start your own groups. Uh, sharing the burden will help you. Uh, accept bad behavior as a disease. Start there. And uh, simple things. Uh, get out there. Share your greatest hurts, uh, insecurities, and secrets. Tell your stories whenever, wherever. Uh, if you can formalize this, do it through a group such as we do in Sharing the Burden. Well, great, but do it. Accept that all problems are family, group, community problems, not individual problems. Uh, all members of these these parties played a part in it, and for full healing, all must recover. Do it following the same system, and a newness of family intimacy is a sure thing. Right. Now, unfortunately, we've come to the end of this powerful episode, and I want to say thank you, both of you, for the inspiration that I think you've shared with us, that sense of we're all in it together, mm. we are supporting and sharing each other, and when we smile at each other, we're bringing hope to each other, regardless mm -hmm. of what brought us into the situation that we're now in. So thank you, and all the very best in the way of success to your work, and I hope this episode, which you'll get a copy of next week, will help you get your message out. Thank now you I so want... much, Gordon. Thank you okay. very much, Gordon. That was great. You're, you're very welcome. Now, God I also want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be accessibility for family caregivers with special needs. Please join us, same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.